2: is the Cuse Militia.
1: Now, no. those two unapologetically biased orange blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's
0: the most bull thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia, Syracuse. Loses a heartbreaker in the first game of the ACC tournament for them, 77-74 against Wake Forest, but the real news of the day was the announcement that the legend Jim Boeheim was going to retire, and uh, a sad day for many, especially me, and, and probably worse for Joe, whose team not only lost in the ACC tournament, but lost their coach of 47 years as well. So, he gets to mark his birthday with Jim Boeheim's retirement from here on out for the rest of his life.
1: You'll hear from yeah, us. Don't well, forget the
0: 40th. <laughs> we'll hear from you. In fan feedback, we got the montage. There's not a whole lot for me to say about this game. I mean, I'll say a little bit, I suppose. But the news of the day, obviously, Jim Boeheim comes on as a undergrad in 66, walk-on on the, on the basketball team, and then, obviously, uh, I think everybody could agree, one of the best coaches to grace the hardwood. And um, today's it. Today was it. it. was sad. Really sucks. Pretty uh, surreal, if you will, I guess, since we all know Jim Boeheim is coach for our whole lives, most of us anyway. So anyway, yeah. after the game, Coach did a presser. The last press conference as head coach. Let's hear from Coach Jim Boeheim.
2: it was a great game I thought uh, you know Wake came out and double teamed Jesse which you know we thought they might do he made a good job did a great job getting it out of there and passing it uh, but our defense was really good uh, it broke down a little bit when we missed we had a, quite a few minutes stretched on the second half where we couldn't score and uh, I think it affected our defense a little bit and down 12, uh, these guys did an amazing job of just fighting back into the game. And even at the end, when it was three, and Judah got the drive, and Benny got the three um, to get the lead, we just couldn't get the stop at the other end. And uh, again, I credit Wake Forest. They played a tremendous game, and uh, they're a really, I think, they're a really good basketball team. Okay, questions, raise your hand. Let us get the handheld mics to you. Let us know who you are and who you're with. Who the first question to our left? Michael Gross uh, from Newhouse Sports in
0: Syracuse. Uh, what was the play call on uh, the last possession when Joe
3: uh, took the shot?
0: We're going to go
2: high-low. Uh, Benny uh, couldn't get it to Jesse. Uh, he he tried, that was the play and then Joe. we got it to Joe and he had to make a play there I would have liked to seen him drive it but he, he thought that was the shot Yeah, hey Jim now that the season is over people are going to naturally wonder about your plans have you thought about anything in terms of what you're going to do next year? You know, it's the university as I've said from day one when I started working here the university hired me and it's their choice what they want to do Um, I always have the choice of retirement but it's their decision uh, as to whether I coach or not always has been Um, again I've been very lucky to to be able to coach my college team uh, to play and then be an assistant coach and then a head coach and never having to leave syracuse um it's a great university the city has embraced our team Uh, i am amazed that we've been able to draw the fans that we've been able to draw over the years steve told me before the game we were just talking he said it, it was amazing the fans last home game nothing to play for and there's 25, almost 25,000 people there. And uh, it's just, uh, I've been just so lucky to be able to coach at Syracuse, a place I love, a place I love to live. People keep wondering about that, but maybe that's a flaw I have. I've had 47 years. I got to coach my sons. Uh, Two years ago, we were in the Sweet 16 And last year, I got to coach my sons. I had a great team. I loved that team. Jesse hadn't gotten hurt, would've done obviously better, but that happens. And then in the fall of that year, we recruited five kids and ended up being six. And I made the decision that based on telling them, I would recruit them, I would coach them. Um, That's, I don't know if I wasn't gonna come back or not prior to that, I hadn't really decided. But when we recruited those kids and I knew Jesse and Benny uh, and Joe were coming back and those kids, I knew we'd have a chance to have a good team this year. We were close, I'm happy with what we did. It's not that easy. The university hasn't offered me anything whether to work or do anything at the university. That's their choice. Um, I was, it was great to see Mike Krzyzewski's at Duke and Roy Williams is at North Carolina and Mike Bray's gonna work for Notre Dame. That's, that's great. Uh, uh, I haven't had any conversations about that. Uh, I hope that we will. I think you missed it. <clears throat> I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards, and nobody except Will Payne figured it out. So, so are, you, are you saying right now that your, you, you, you're going to retire? This is up to the university. You, you want to come back? I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, okay, but, so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, but you're I not saying... I just said it. I don't know. So you don't know? Okay. I said this is up to the university. And you're not sure whether you're... When will you, when will, how will you make a determination about when you will come back? You're talking to the wrong guy. Okay. Thank so, you. I apologize, but I'm just a little confused. Do you want to come back, or did you just announce your retirement without actually announcing your retirement? No, I said it's up to the university. They have to make their decision, and it's up to them. I hope we can come to a good agreement, but I mean that remains to to be seen. All right, is that clear? Clear as clear as I can make it. That's as clear as I can make it. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Yeah. All right. So look, as much as I want to talk about the game, um, not really, but. I think I'll work backwards because the the, the the thing about this press conference, the thing that stuck out to me the most in Joe, i don't know if you listened to it and if you listened to it close and, and, and watched it, did you the game or the-, the the press conference yeah, okay, so Jim was about to get to leave the stage and he he had he had i think i guess he, I assuming he had seen Mike Waters raise his hand or something, and he wanted to take that question I don't know why or what was said but he said to whoever was trying to usher him off the stage that hey you know I want to take this this question and so he did it seems to me if I were a betting man and I'm not really half assed betting man that there's he wanted to make it clear I I feel like he wanted to make it clear that it was up to the university and I just can't I just can't help but think that there's something else there, uh, that there's some issues there, and that this was inevitable. Now, look, um, I'll go back to the the last press conference. I think it was the last press conference uh, against um, Wake the last time around um, when he had said something along the lines, you can't tell six people you're going to coach them and not coach them. We got through that. And when I kind of talked about it for a second, and, and, and you know I was I thought that was a weird comment, and then you know he mentioned he did mention it again here in this press conference and, and here it is the retirement I mean he announced this thing probably what um three hours after the press conference, maybe something like that something within three hours after the press conference, so he had known he had probably known last week he's been dropping subtle hints, I feel like and you know, maybe it's a case where he he really didn't want to, and that he maybe he was forced out, which I didn't think was possible but but here we are, and that's that's my opinion, and I don't know that for fact or not, but that's my opinion so with that said, Joe, you know this is a guy and noons has it noons has it um spelled out pretty good in an article today. Um, on his retirement, and I think this was James. I can't remember now, and I probably should remember that. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, because I've got it pulled up. It's not James. It's someone else. His name is... Oh, uh, Christian de Guzman, I think. So anyway. um, 33 NCAA tournament appearances, 20 Sweet 16s, 7 Elite 8s, 5 trips to the Final Four, 3 championship games, one of which we won... 20 years ago, right? 10 Big East regular season championships, 11 times in which the Orange finished top 10 in the AP poll, 28 times in the top 25 of the AP poll, reached at least 20 wins 34 times, uh, 25 wins 19 times, entered the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2005, became the first men's coach to win an NCAA tournament game in six different decades. And like I said, one of the greatest coaches Ever grace the hardwood in Jim Bayheim and an end of era? Um, maybe a fallen out. He mentioned Coach K being at Duke and and, and um Bray getting a job at, at Notre Dame, and so you can't help but wonder but Coach Autry's gonna fill the shoes. We kind of speculated a little bit on that, I think, the last episode of the one before, but um, you know, I mean. Look, what are your thoughts, Joe? I mean, it's your birthday. You're, this this has to be the most shitty birthday ever. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry. It's your 40th birthday. This has got to suck. I mean, your 40th uh. birthday is bad enough. It'd Be happy you made it there. But I mean, golly, what a roller coaster of a day! Because you get beat. With, you know, we get beat with a buzzer beater when 0.5 seconds left on the clock. You know it's over. You think when that before that shot goes up, I'm thinking, okay, overtime because of what Joe did. I don't know what the hell is going on either at the end of that game uh, or what Joe's thinking, yeah. but that's unfortunate because the Boo Birds came out for him. But what what, what was it like, Joe? I mean, what were, what were you thinking? Was it, was it Were you like me and you're like, holy cow, is this really happening? Because that's how I felt. Is this really happening, even though I kind of suspected it?
1: I mean, it just happened so fast in one day, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not a big birthday guy. I don't like the attention. I don't really, you know care for it too much but took the day off relaxed, and watched the game and you know it definitely sucks. it was a roller coaster of a game because you know the way they started and then
2: all of Went a sudden down they're down
1: 12. 12 and they come back right so um i truly thought that it was going into overtime but um that kind of a lot of games ended like that this year so it didn't really surprise me you know and honestly i'm i mean i wanted them to make a little bit of a run or whatever but it was like okay, it's finally over, you know what I mean, like, last year was a little bit worse, this year, younger guys, but, I mean, I kind of knew that we weren't really gonna do anything, so, you know, I was just kind of getting over just the crap of, like, man, they couldn't even win on my birthday, you know, just give me an extra game tomorrow, something, you know, and then all of a sudden, this popped up, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, it just made things that much worse, so, not to say that I didn't necessarily expect it, but I just didn't expect it just like that, you know. And it's all over Twitter talking about, you know, all the, talk, all the crap he talked about. Greensboro, he lost his last game in Greensboro to a team slash coach that he, you know, maybe misspoke and said they bought a team. You know, we just beat them. Like so. I
0: said, everybody's, everybody's buying teams. So what he said wasn't untrue. It's just that he was made to walk it back because it sounds ridiculous.
1: Yeah. It sounds, so, like,
0: a, it sounds like a hit. And uh, like, a, like a, yeah, n- yeah,
1: and it does seem to me too, like he did allude to like other co- other coaches that they retired from coaching, but they still have like spots.
0: That's what I'm saying. that they're
1: still part of the yeah. program. of took, right? kinda...
0: took a shot at the university, I feel like.
1: Yeah, a little bit, because, I mean, he's going to live in Syracuse. He's still going to want to be part of the program, but obviously mm-hmm. it's it's just, you know, he's not going to be the coach and, and everything like that, but he still wants to be part of the community, part of the university, obviously. It's, it's been his whole life. So uh, I can understand his frustration, really. I just uh, – I didn't know why it came out like that after the game like that, you know. Um, and then I, think, then I started thinking about, like, the kids, you know what I mean, Did. Did players already know? I'm assuming they did, right?
0: Had to have. Had to, had they I mean, had did. to have known?
1: And are you gonna sit there in front of your your players and tell the world that you're stepping down? You know, I just I don't know.
0: By the way, and I do have the clip. There's there's some good stuff. Benny and Jesse were were there, and I'll say this: that the interaction between Jim and Benny and Jim and Jesse during that press conference was just. It's one of those great moments, you know, despite the loss where Coach is giving you a little bit of insight to some of the inside stuff, you know, with Jesse um, talking about the main sports in the Netherlands being soccer and field hockey. He never even played basketball <laughs> and, you know, things like that. And, and I have the clip, yeah. but I don't know if we're going to have time for it. But just, you know, just we only see one side of everything all the time. And this is not just our situation with Coach, but just... Everybody's situation. We you know, is hard as coaches on these kids, somebody's gotta be. You know, I think coaches are father figures, mentors, and they're not supposed to just pat you on the ass and tell you everything's great, right? I think Benny coming out of this year is gonna learn a ton. We kind of see what he's done towards the end of the year. And I mean, for crying out loud what he did today. You know, eleven rebounds, yeah. eighteen points, three for five from three. Hit a couple clutch, nice at least two clutch. Th- oh no, Judah hit some clutch threes. Judah hit a couple yeah. clutch threes today. But Benny was uh, Benny hit one clutch one towards the end there, um, that that tied everything up. But, um, you know, you just get to see the interaction there, and, and you realize that you know it's not coach against the kids, even though sometimes it may feel like that. But he just wants what's best for him and what he's done with Jesse and the things he said about Jesse as far as probably being one of the most improved players that he's ever been able to coach. And that's and just, that he's just scratching the surface of his talent and what he can do because he hasn't been the game of basketball, hasn't been his thing, you know, and um, Jesse right. just still learning the game and, and, and being, becoming more mentally tough and, Benny with, um, you know, he said he's helping, me, he's helping me mature and grow up, basically, and become a man, and um, it just it's, just it's just one of those things where it's like, it, gives, yeah. it, it gave me the warm fuzzies, man. I ain't gonna lie. Okay? It did. I thought it was, was, especially, it was especially hearing
1: from Benny, right?
0: Yes, yeah, su- yeah, majorly. Because Benny was on the verge of tears when he was talking about the loss at the beginning of that press conference, too.
1: Right.
0: And um, you know how much, and Judah, obviously emotional after the game,
1: Quadir was, too.
0: Quadir, what a freaking game for Quadir today, dude. He was awesome. He was awesome today, you know?
1: Yeah, clutch.
0: Big time, dude. Yeah. He had a huge rebound towards the end these of the game, guys, too.
1: They have a – I mean, if, if certain players – you get certain pieces back and certain players don't transfer and we get the Quadir and the Benny Williams that we got today, the Chris Bell that we got today to some point, like – I will take that all day long, you know, and as far as Jim talk, this is the second or third time I've heard Jim about Jesse in the past couple of weeks about how he's, how good he is, how, how much he's improved and, and how he's just scratching the surface. So, I mean, Jesse has incentive to come back and, and I really, really hope that, that he does. But all in all, I think the biggest thing that got me more or less was, was thinking, you know, you go from wanting them to make a run, you know, by at lunchtime today, you know, and then three, four, five o'clock, five o'clock, you know, the coach is sudden, retired. The, the season's over by two, two thirty, five o'clock. The coach that you've known your whole life is retired. Yeah. And it's just like And my I phone mean. was
0: blowing up, man. F-f- orange fans come out of the woodwork to text me about it. Like, <clears throat> OK, guys, I get I know. I know. I'm not going to be the guy on Twitter going, oh, guess what happened? Like everybody else, everybody tried to be the first one to rush to Twitter to be able to announce that Brent X.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I mean, he had a happy birthday. I hope you're taking the news well from good guys from work, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it's just the loss was, was bad enough and then you have to deal with that and then know that we don't even really don't even know what to expect now. Like what's going to happen this off season? What's going to happen to the, the, the recruits? The, the one recruit? No, I mean, but we have some signed in 2024 as well. And of course, I hope that they've talked to these players about the fact that Jim wasn't going to be there at that point, and it won't matter. But either way, um, this off season is going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, just the biggest thing for me going into the off season is obviously, you know who stays you got to imagine with a guy like coach red and um someone who's been there and has you know obviously developed a relationship with these kids that there's a pretty good chance a lot of them stay and i think if they don't it says a lot just about things in general kind of and we'll see and with the way – with how emotional Judah was, I mean, you're going to get emotional in those situations regardless of whether you're coming back or not. But, um, you know, you got to wonder big time about Judah, you know. In, and ah. in, 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 I think Benny's probably a solid for coming back. Chris Bell's kind of up in the air for me. I just – there's a couple of them that are really up in the – Jesse, are all – a lot of them are up in the air for me, to be honest, besides like a quad and, you know, some of these other guys – you know John Bowl we didn't mention last episode they're going to help him find a home you know because yep. uh he tried earlier in the season or or last year or whatever and couldn't find a home and uh didn't find a place he liked and and so they're going to help him find a place but you know without Jesse He deserves it. He, yeah, he does. He's a he's a big-time spirited guy, you know. He got he loves those whether no matter what they're doing, really honestly, you know, the way yeah. Um, same thing with what Quadir did three quarters of the season, just being a cheerleader on the sidelines and just keeping the positivity and the energy up, and all of those things make such a big difference, man. If it makes a difference for me watching the game at home, it's got to do something for everybody else on the court. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah, absolutely without a doubt. So, um, you know, just I feel like it's a blow. I, I, I was hoping to. I really had a. I really had a feeling that coach was going to be done. I. Th- I think. This year, I just didn't um, – I wanted another year. I was really hoping probably next year. But I think we all knew deep down it was coming. And I'll tell you, I think there's people who wished it gone that probably have a little piece of them going, man, I, you know, I hope this works out. Because, you know, not for anything, Coach is a safety net. You know, he is – he's someone who's – just a, it's just a solid – kind of like a warm blanket, man, you know, and it's our, my, our whole life has been the guy. And now we are here left. We're, we're left with blood. We're left with orange blood coming in and someone who knows the program well, but what does it look like? You know, we talked about this last episode is coach going to coach red, going to keep the two, three. Is he going to do something else is, does he have a game plan for it? I imagine he does, but is it going to be, is it going to just be the same thing, but with Adrian Autry at the helm and it's just a lot of questions we don't
1: know, that right? we don't know. Because there are <laughs> yeah. there's some of those fans that that's what, that's that's what they the hated about Bayheim. Right? It's, necess- it's the 2-3 zone, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not even necessarily Bayheim as much as it's the 2-3 zone in some of it. So that's why we talked about last, last podcast. Like, I'm wondering how big of a leash you know, Red Autry is going to have. And it's not like he's handing him a team that just points to the Sweet 16.
0: Well, that's the other thing too for me is that unfortunately, coach has to end on a on a loss, like you mentioned in Greensboro, but you know, in the ACC tournament, and really not doing anything else, and that's sad to me. You know, it's kind of like how Buddy ended his season last year or his career at SU last year, and just like sucks. It's not storybook. Not everything's perfect. Never everything works out. Not everything is going to you know be the way we want it just in life in general. In 47 years and all the accomplishments that Coach has and everything that he's done and the legend that he is, he's got to walk away from it like this. Past two years have been probably his two worst years, especially back-to-back. I mean, geez, I don't think there's a question about that. But, you know, it sucks. You want to go out on top. At least, at least make a run in the ACC tournament for crying out loud, and and, and have some dignity. But you know, Coach K did, did. You know, he obviously had a good season last year, but he 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 ended it losing to UNC two times in a row, right? Wasn't it like that? Didn't he lose to UNC the last two times he played him? Once in the ACC tournament and then once in the in the in the NCAA tournament. Isn't that what uh, happened? I
1: believe. So. I believe so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the last game that he played in the Dome, Jim Beheim won. The last game Coach K played in the Dome, they got beat by UNC. So I mean, So it was definitely a regular season game, and then I think uh, a postseason game. I just don't remember what it was. But they lost their last game at Cameron Indoor to UNC at the end of the year, Coach K did. So not everything's perfect, man. It's just unfortunate. We all wanted a little bit more. I think that's fair to say. Uh, anything else, Joe? I uh, hear from the fans on, on the on the final thoughts of the season. We got a couple comments in the green room. Do we?
1: I mean, I, I would just say that you know, minus this loss and everything, in, in today, um, I'm glad the Saturday happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I that was that was at least something to, to get those fans and to have those fans be there. Those fans didn't even know that they were there watching Coach Bayham's
1: last game. Nope. No idea. And he had his national championship team out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got the jerseys up there. So, I mean, there were some positives, obviously, and we have a young team and everything like that. And I I think that there might be some – some people might look into Judah crying like that and being that emotional because they don't think he's coming back. But it also could be a situation where – he knew that it was Beheim's last game and with, uh, you know, the, the momentum and the confidence from Saturday and playing, you know, beating Wake Forest and from, Coming you know, back. Mello and the 2003 team yeah. and all that stuff, you know, could have been a combination of things where he just, you know, they were hoping to, to, to go on a run and they just didn't. So, um, you know, if those kids knew that that was Beheim's, you know, that he was retiring, then I can understand why they're upset that they didn't, they, they didn't get a W for, for coach.
0: Yeah, well. Unless you win, you know, I get it. And, um, I agree. I'll leave it at that. Um, let's do this last time of the year.
2: It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud
0: house. All right, guys, you know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on the game. Well, this time I did ask for your thoughts on the game, but, um, Bigger news, bigger things happened, and so I asked for your thoughts on the uh, end of the season. And we kind of gave you ours, and so let's hear from you. And you guys in the green room, if you've got anything to say as far as the end of the season goes, please chime in. Uh, Top fan, David, with the talent level of this team. This team had, I feel like it was below expectation. It really highlighted that it was time to move on and make changes. It was an absolute privilege having Baham as coach, but the time has come. Well, when you look at 47 years, right, and then the last two seasons that he's had, you almost wish, but you don't want to, but you almost wish. He had gallivanted around like Coach K, doing a freaking celebratory uh, retirement tour, but we know that's not our coach. Our coach's not like yeah. that. Right? Uh, but... For Duke fans last year, and for NUNC UNC fans, oh well, no, Roy Williams didn't announce till the end of the season. So for Duke fans last year, they got to ease themselves out of that season. For us, and some of us maybe knew it was coming or felt it was coming, but it was an it was a it was an an abrupt pullout, so to speak, for lack of better terms, uh, from from Syracuse, and. You know, I guess that's just it. It's the shell shock of it for me. But yeah, I mean, we didn't know. I, I, the, the talent level of the team is one thing, but the experience is another. And, and yeah, they're talented, but they just, don't, they just don't have it all to put together and, and, and play to be real contenders every game. And that's just kind nope. of what it is. And, and that takes nothing away from the talent of these guys. We've all seen huge individual efforts across the board from these guys, from Justin Taylor to Benny to Chris, you know, um, all
1: these new guys.
0: Judah, yeah. obviously, almost every single game. Quadir, Quadir, Quadir,
2: Malik
1: stepping yeah, up. Yeah, Malik Brown. Yeah. Non-conference games to actually coming in and helping playing big minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've seen it. All these individual efforts, unfortunately, just was never packaged. Well, I wouldn't say never, but it wasn't packaged together enough times to make a big difference in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things through the season. So, um, And I didn't have many expectations coming into this year, but I'm always optimistic, you know? Yeah. I just, from doing this show and being wrong... So many times I just yeah, huh. stopped having yeah.
1: expectations
0: and talking about him, Right.
1: So I, so I was talking to a buddy at work, West Virginia fan. And, um, he's a little bit older than me. So he remembers the big East and everything. And he used to always say, you know, you, know, you asked me like, you know, what what happened to you guys? You know, And I always looked at Syracuse as a blue blood. Like when we were in the big East, I never wanted to play him, you know, Jerry McNamara. I hated that guy, you know, just as a West Virginia fan. Right. But he was talking about how his team, and you know, he all years been saying they suck, they suck. Well, West Virginia's kind of—I mean, they're in the tournament at this point. Um, they've been—they've been on a roll, and you know, he told me that Bob Huggins was is, is, is basically quoted saying that, "Look, look, I got a whole bunch of transfers that I just—I didn't have to coach them how to play basketball. They just needed to p- learn how to play together, and that was pretty much it." That's—that's kind of going to be the had... difference now going. forward. They had, the right. yeah. they had the experience. Yeah. They had the experience. They've already had experience yeah. of playing. Now it's just figuring out how to play. Right. Um, so they're going to, you know, look bad in the beginning of the year and get in certain, certain situations and teams because, you know, they make a bad pass or an errant turnover just because they don't know where that guy's going to be, right? Well, when you get a team like ours going in this year, you know, not only are you dealing with that because they're brand new playing with each other, but they're going to make freshman mistakes pretty much throughout the whole year. And they're going to have to figure that out. And there's going to be nuances of – the college game that they have to learn and be coached up in and it just makes just a huge huge difference now you are going to get some trans some teams with a bunch of transfers just guys that just don't don't fit don't blend don't get along and it might not work but um that was the difference between this year between you know these teams like pittsburgh and miami and some of these older teams with graduate and they just had to figure out how to play with each other they already knew how to play basketball yeah so hopefully you know we can Retain that's, the majority of these guys. That's Pitt. Help, help Red Ox. Yeah, I mean it's Pitt. It's NC State. It's yeah, look Miami. at look
0: at look at um, Capo over there at Pitt. He they were talking about ousting that dude. He, now he goes dips in the transfer portal and he's a hero. He's a hero for one year.
1: Coach of the year, right? <laughs> yeah. ACC coach of the year. So
0: yeah, so I mean from what he did, but that's what the transfer portal allows you to do. It allows you to put together an all-star cast for a year and see what you can do with
1: it. Yep. And I like I mean, that dynamic. You know, but there's a little bit of a dynamic and you gotta, gotta pick and choose in how you wanna, you know, build your roster because you can't go, I think, too far one way or another.
0: Well, he did um, though, and that's the thing. How do you phase back in some of the recruiting aspect?
1: You know that's what they're gonna have to figure it out because then you get stuck in that that spiral mm-hmm. or that cycle of having to get four, five, six transfers every single year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, so I mean, and that I think that's what, that's part of the older the older generation, the older coaches. You know, they want to be able to recruit. You know, recruiting was a tool. You know, get, get these guys, build them, build them up, and and have them grow as a team. And only have to fill in a couple guys left and right. You know, you build a program through recruiting and through coaching. You know what I mean? Like, and now that's pretty much gone. I mean, you could do it, but I mean, every year you could have teams that go from the basement to the. NCAA tournament just because they got the the right guys.
0: Yeah, like we we likened out it out to, to we likened it to putting together a TBD team. Yep. You go out there and you find the best talent you can, and who's willing to play for what kind of money, and then you put together a team. That's it, It's what they're doing, and to say they're they bought teams, is not like absurd. It's not an absurd <laughs> thing to say, and the. the Any any thoughts to make it an absurd thing to say is just gaslighting you. That's all it is. It's pure gaslighting, and I mean, if I'm coaching, I know I'm retiring. I don't walk. I don't even walk it back because what he said was accurate. He just his mistake was naming member teams specifically. So
1: yeah, oh, absolutely, that was the mistake. (laughs) mistake. (laughs) Everyone knows what's going on. Yeah. It's just like, why do you got to do it to, like, the teams we haven't played yet?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- true. Uh, exactly. Um, uh, let's see. Where are we? Top fan, Steve. Better than last year. Not by much. A lot of questions about next season. Sadly, our leader has stepped down. Yes. Um, not by much. That's true. It wasn't by much. I think we at least won an ACC game last year, if I remember it. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. We did. And then we lost against Duke. Um, yep. so
3: anyway, Deep Florida State,
0: right. Um, Michael, we had the talent to be a tournament team. The ACC was horrible this year. I totally disagree with that. I totally disagree. I think the ACC is competitive and I'll always probably, that's my fallback, but I don't think they're horrible this year. Well, again, we we thought this last year, or some thought this last year and they ended up two of them in the final four and they ended up four of them in the Elite Eight. Isn't that right, Joe, last year? They had 50% of the Final Four and 50% of the Elite Eight last year?
1: No, I don't think they had 50% of the Elite. I think it was three out of eight.
0: Was it three? Okay, all right. Well, it was three, and then it was two. Yep. So, I mean...
1: It's going to be similar this year, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, and they didn't, and many of them didn't make it. The reason that we see some of what we see... Look what Boston College has done lately. Like, where the hell did they come from? I mean, they didn't do anything tonight... But they came on <laughs> they came on strong at the end of the year in the regular season, Go and, to
1: Georgia Tech
0: in yeah, yeah, um true uh Michael oh that's I'm still on Michael. It's a shame that we couldn't put it together, absolutely uh, as a, as a society, we have to stop letting 80 year olds be in position of authority well i <laughs> I agree with that to some extent actually. Uh, I think that's great advice. Um, maybe competency tests? Is I mean, is that a, that's a great idea. It seems like that could be a good idea, right? Um, but I think yeah. coach is all there. I really do. For a 78 year old guy, right? 78, uh, he he's he's pretty with it. He might be a little bit slower, but he still is witty. He knows what the hell he's talking about, and you know, he can break down the game for you pretty, pretty coherently, um, unlike yeah. some people.
1: Uh, so there's that. Yeah, and there's a difference between coaching a basketball team and having your finger on the world war three <laughs> button. Yeah, and
0: like in like just pretending to push it halfway down, you know, that's a problem. Uh, you'll have to well, excuse. I mean,
1: we all know that he's not strong enough to push. It, so <laughs> someone needs, else is pushing he, that button. He
0: needs to sit on it. Um, I under. I hope everybody understood what Joe said. I don't. You know. Your Joe is in a Faraday cage, so you have to forgive him. He's a little glitchy sometimes. You're a little glitchy right now. That's all Joe. Just Not so bad. you know. It's all good. Most of it's coming through. Um let's see. Let's head over to Twitter. <laughs> uh at JCM Mayot James C. Uh, end of an era, optimistic, <laughs> nervous, and excited about the Autry era. I know it will take a little time. wish Jim's ride off into the sunset was on better terms. Yeah. and I, I just speaking of better terms, Joe, you you didn't touch on the whole aspect of the aspect of the, the kind of the shot he took at the school. I mean, you think they just want him out of the picture totally they, they I mean he he was basically saying they never even came to him about negotiating for next year at all. I mean, he's he's putting that stuff out there on purpose.
1: Of course, well, I mean, it's not that's him. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, because As, uh, he, Jeff Goodman on uh, <laughs> Jeff Goodman on Twitter said, "There's no bullshit with Bayheim." Yeah, exactly. Going to tell you how it is, right? So, I mean, he's putting the press he's putting the pressure on them. He said, like he said, you're talking to the wrong guy. Um, yeah. Obviously, I think it's a situation where, and again. It doesn't say retire. It just says he's not returning, right? So I don't know if it's a situation where he's trying to work something out to f- to find some type of position in the athletic department or something like that with the school. Uh, but I don't see a situation where he goes and coaches another school. Oh hell no, hell <laughs> no,
0: no. But I saw one headline that said he was out, out at SU, you know, something to that effect. Which is like, I don't, I don't know. You know, you could read into out. He's out, you know.
1: But I just hope that they just that the university handles it correctly. I hope so
0: too, because I will lose a ton of respect, and some of that respect is already gone anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not. I'm saying, just being honest. And we used to talk about he gets, to, you know, he deserves to go out on his own turn. He deserves to do this. And you know, after the last two years, and he's getting a little bit older, and everything, and he's even talked, even some of the things he's talked about, the way the media and you know this generation of kid, just nil, everything, like. You can tell that he's getting frustrated um, with it. And, you know, we, we talked about how he's going to have to adapt if we wanted to compete, and who knows if, if he wants to do that. But at the same time, if they just, like, stonewalled him and, like, well, this is your last year, your contract, and they don't even talk to him about it, like, then I not have a problem with that it's because dirty. Jim Bayham is at least owed the conversation of, hey, look, you know, it's been a good run. We want We want to go and, you know, just execute the plan we talked about, and we have this position for you at the university, would you like to take it so you can still be a part of what's going on? I
0: mean, he, like he, could, he could help with, still help with recruiting and things, being a part of that team and and stuff like that. So, I mean, and plus, I mean, he's a freaking staple, dude. Okay, look, there was a, t- a couple of times when I was a kid where, I seen Jim Beheim, and it was like some of my most like, that was like my first time seeing famous person. You know, you watch him on TV and he's a kid and then you go out to eat and he's there or you go to the mall or the airport one time and he was there. And I mean, those, I mean, he's a staple a Syracuse, dude. He's a staple. He yeah. is Syracuse. He he embodies it. He like he said, you know, I, 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 I'm, I live in Syracuse. I lived here my whole life. I, I hope uh, I, I, basically I hope I s- live here until I die. And some people say that's that's a fault of, of mine, you know, which is true because it's like I got the hell out of there. Joe got the hell out of there. And uh, it takes a special person to do it, man, and own it like he did. He is Syracuse. Jim Boeheim is Syracuse. And that's all there is to it. Uh, Luke in the green room says the ACC isn't at the same level it, uh, at the same level this year, though. I mean, I would agree they're not at like the same level I, uh, that they have been in, in sometimes in the past, say five years, right? So I would agree with that. Um, but to say they're down or they're, they 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 suck or whatever, you know, some of these other things that they are they're overrated. That's not true. It's just not true. I just. The ACC is always going to be excellent. It's always going to be an excellent basketball conference, and the football conference is, is getting better and better, I think, every year, too. And if you really want to dig into the lacrosse conference for ACC, is freaking amazeballs. balls. <laughs> really is, yeah, this past few years. Oh, I mean, though. yeah,
1: I'm just, yeah. But I know that there has been, like, I know North Carolina's athletic chart and Florida State, they've already talked about leaving openly. That a well, that a the ACC needs to do something. We need to do something to try to get to where you know SEC Big 10 that type of stuff because um you you yeah. You know, we're just a little behind there. So, they've already they've already kind of opened the you talk about came these out and said,
0: super you know, We don't we don't want
1: to leave, but we need to do something different otherwise we probably would look to do something different. Uh Jesse, That's kind of how I read it.
0: From the green room, unmute yourself, buddy. If you'd like to say something, go ahead. Jesse, 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 Is he there. Hold on, let's see. Yeah, Jesse, unmute yourself. There you go. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where is he, folks? All right, there we go. He's Jesse, lost stuff there. no, I got gotcha. you. My bad, dude. Hello. Hello. How you doing, buddy? Hi.
3: Doing well. How are you? Good. Pretty sad. I'm actually <laughs> very sad about that.
0: Was it, did it take you by surprise a little bit?
3: Uh, I mean, like you said, from the press conference against last Wake Forest game, um, there's, there's some hints dropped and it kind of sounded like a retirement speech almost a little bit.
0: Yeah. I don't know what he said uh, on the court, by the way, and I never heard it, but apparently he had alluded to some things there too. So, um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's sad. It is sad. And obviously he's been coach your whole life too. And um, I think the hardest part is just like the, the idea that he goes out with the way he did, you know, it'd have been nice to see some wins, some more time on the court and still not knowing if he's retiring, but have him have that success and be able to do something or see if he could do something in, in any tournament. I, I mean, I almost didn't care if it was the NIT tournament, you know what I mean? Just some extra games to be able to, to showcase Man, but so, the last win at home though and that was good
3: I was super optimistic about this group um I think they fit into what Jim does really well and with his defense I think that um I don't know I don't I'm not as optimistic anymore now that he's not the coach
0: what, what about if everybody stays
3: um, I don't know what the system will be.
0: Kind right. Of. That's yeah. There's a lot of questions.
3: That's what scares me. Um, Jim's defense was top ten or top thirty the last ten out of fifteen years, and the four years that he wasn't top thirty have been Joe years, and then the, the last one before that was another six-two guard, uh, the Gillen year. So it would have been really interesting to see what what the team would have been like post maybe the two seniors on the team. I think I was pretty confident they would be like a top 20 team or top, like, I don't know, final 14. They had that kind of caliber potential to them, but I don't know anymore. I'm, I'm not as optimistic as I once was.
0: Let's, let's address one thing real quick. Cause you had plenty of criticisms, so Jesse, not a, not a stranger to the fan feedback. So, um, you know, you had a lot of criticisms for Joe and we talked about people going out kind of, um, not so elegantly, I guess you could say, what did you think about, you know, Joe's last moments possibly in a Syracuse uniform?
3: I thought he'd, He was a lot better this year. He's been a lot more consistent on offense. I would Um, agree. I I still think that you can be a good player and not fit the team well. Um, I don't think that he, like, fit in defensively. Um, And just its size, I think, and athleticism, that's really it. Um, I think there was two or three years ago where he preseason, like, went on Devendorf's podcast, and he said that he was – like really thinking hardcore about going to Boston college. And I think he would have probably been really, really, really good at Boston college because that's right after Kai Feldman or whatever his name was left. And I mean, Joe's basically like him, but better, I think.
0: Oh, well, that's interesting. That's but, interesting.
3: Um, yeah. I mean, I think that Bayheim really only made two mistakes in my lifetime and, and One of them was hot take. I think Kadari probably should have been the starting point guard that year. Um, Hot take here. I think Kadari's better than Judah, honestly.
0: Mm, Um, I don't know if I agree with that one. Well, what's what's Kadari done this year? Because I haven't even heard his name.
3: So that's kind of my counter. Um, He went to Seton Hall, but Seton Hall's not Syracuse. Well, okay. They're not. Um, He was a top five defensive efficiency player at Syracuse in very limited minutes. He was like top 10 in stills in the league playing 15 to 20 minutes a game or something like that. Plus he just had two extra inches than Judah and he was shooting a better three point percentage and all kinds of other stuff. So I don't know. Like it's, it's probably close. It's not a big difference, but I think that that would have, Kind of helped out a little bit, but I mean, we went to the Sweet Sixteen that year. Um, and then the other only mistake I thought he made was maybe not playing some of the younger guys earlier in the season against some of the cupcakes. But I mean, I understand that too.
0: Yeah, I he think I think uh, I think that probably has a lot to do with where they were in the season. If you got if you got a a a um, and a Malik and a Chris Bell where they are now i think it's in hindsight you know if they were playing like they were now it'd be totally different story but to just throw them out there and flounder i just don't know if it was going to be something that was going to be in the best interest of the team and plus a couple of those games you know you got the um justin taylor run against bryant and uh where he had to come in and you you saw him like like here's the thing the leashes were short this year because he didn't he had so many other options that you just didn't have much time to. You didn't have many opportunities to make mistakes this year.
1: And we had a lot of non-conference yeah, games I, that I were agree close. With that. And, you
0: know, what Joe? Joe's on the leg. I was going to
1: say that. Sorry, we had a, a lot of non-conference <laughs> games that were close. So I mean, I think a lot of those instances he was just trying to get the W. Um, wasn't really worried about. Bringing in everybody and stuff, yeah, like that. So, but I like what Je- Jesse's brought this up a couple times in fan feedback, and I think what he's alluding to more or less is that, um, you know, our offense I think has been better in recent years. But when we've been successful, our defense has been good, and mm-hmm. it's just it hasn't been. And then Joe is really again not great at, at the top of that two three zone, and Kadari is it is a perfect fit, and I mm-hmm. think that Judah actually plays it well. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think that first thing we need to do is worry about retaining some of these guys, um, especially Judah and Jesse, to try to get him back another year and then really just shoring up this defense. But I know that with with what's been going on and everybody kind of talking about this 2 3 zone, you know, I just don't know how how long that leash is going to be for Red.
0: Yeah, I imagine, though, you look around the Syracuse sports leagues or teams and i don't know about ian mcintyre and the champ but um you know you got kayla trainer right su gary gate su baber's obviously not you got red now su so you have all of these um legit black su you know you have all of these people but they're semi-successful right so i think that he will get more time than maybe you might think. I, I don't think it's going to be too, too short. But I just wonder what kind of influence, um, and just in general, that some of the pressure the the school faced as far as the fans go. With social media these days, I just feel like fans got too much say in certain things and the the mob mentality. And I think people pay too much attention to some of that stuff that is on social media and they take it as, reality i mean these are just fans being blowhards most of the time but you see it in other sports too it's not just this situation it could not be anything to do with it but i you know you hear the clamor it goes from clamor on social media to all of the 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 local talk shows in Syracuse and it just reverberates off the walls and it's all that they talk about is Jim Boeheim retiring every time there's a bad loss or there's an issue or he gets hammered on national media for for telling a kid he's got a shit eating grin on his face it's it's just it it just echoes constantly and it becomes like uh, make mountains out of molehills constantly and it seems like there's people in Syracuse, in the media, who like to fan those flames and like to keep that stuff rolling like a snowball down a hill. And it's what they do. And I think that to to think that there's no pressure there from the school having to deal with some of that stuff, I just don't... I just don't... I'm not buying it. I think it has definitely something to do with it. It's just the era we live in. And I think it's dumb.
1: Agreed. So... <laughs> So Jesse, Jesse, we can bring back. I mean, Samir could come back, Joe could come back, Jesse could come back, Judah can come. Back. You want them all to, and if not, who would you like to stay, and who would you like to maybe move on? Ooh, um, I, I hate like cutting people, but
3: um, <laughs> I would. Definitely bring back Jesse if he wants to, but gosh, I kind of want to see him go to the NBA. Like I think he does have an opportunity to, I mean, maybe be like an undrafted or second round guy, but like, I look at him and then I look at like other guys that kind of got like undrafted, like um, Cole Spider, for instance, last year, he's kind of like in the Lakers farm system, but like Jesse's I think better last year than Cole was like it most points of the season um
0: Cole came on so late I, last year that that was the yeah, problem I, Jesse's been good all year
3: yeah obviously I'd like to have Jesse and Judah back um and really I don't think it's the end of the world if Judah goes um I think that having guys in the NBA do well that reps up Syracuse that's kind of a good good look good image I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I think Maybe that might help more Syracuse guys like recruits come in. I don't know, some bigger names and stuff. If we actually have guys that are doing stuff in the league.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, all right, Jesse. Don't say – don't be a stranger, buddy. All right? I appreciate you coming on.
1: All right. Thanks. All right, all right man. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Jesse.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, if I've got to pick – I've, I've got to have Jesse I've got to have Judah back. And I love Benny. I just do. Um, like I said, not worried about Quadier. air. Um, but I mean, that's the core. I think, I think there's obviously going to be some guys that go. And I think that, Oh, and obviously like Malik Brown, but I don't think we got to worry about Malik Brown. Right.
1: No. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I,
0: I think he's going to be sensational. I just he's that guy's gonna be great, but yeah, I think so too. Uh, um, you, you've got to you've got to play the portal this year, this going this off season. You've got to find a three, right? Had a number of issues there, and just see what you know. See see what you can do with that, and I guess all of that hinges on who leaves and who stays, and and it's not gonna be too long before yeah. we find all this stuff out too.
1: No, I mean that's it's gonna be interesting, right? Because Samir, I mean. He's already had his free transfer, right? So, like, if he transfers, he's gonna have to sit out a year and all that other stuff. And it's his hometown of Syracuse. I don't see him going anywhere um, unless he just decides to try to go professional and play somewhere else. But I, I, when I look at Joe, I don't really see a situation where. Um, I just think that he's he's pretty much peaked. You know, he's reached his potential and. I don't see a reason why he should really even – he should have to come back. The only reason why I'd say Jesse is because, um, you know, like what Baham said, he just scratched the surface. And you could even see – I mean, last year you could see the offensive potential, but he got in foul trouble. This year there was the offensive potential, and he was pretty good at staying out of foul trouble, I think, compared to last year. So,
0: Absolutely. Much better.
1: <clears throat> so, um, Shit calls this, you know, this
0: year got in more, in more trouble than he got himself in. Yeah,
1: right. So imagine if he just gets a little bit stronger, a little bit better on – on defense and, and he can put a little, you know, mid range jumper in, in his game, right? Uh so there's there's things that he can that he can help with. I do think that he can make the NBA as Jesse alluded to. I don't think he will if he goes this year. So
0: um at Drew Cuse on Twitter, I cussed a lot. I cheered a lot. Cussed a lot more. I don't know who's leaving or who's coming back next year. I know I'll be here to cuss and cheer like I do every season. <laughs> I like that. Perfect. Um, mm-hmm. one one more and we we shall call it. At Tara I'm really sad for Beheim that this that his last year will be looked upon this way, highlighted by the last two years being the worst of it. He truly deserved to go out higher, but life ain't fair. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what I was saying earlier. I mean, you want those story endings, you know, buddy goes and elbows a dude in the gut last year and that's the end of his (laughs) career right you know that's not even that dude's character it was a bad bad decision and um it cost him uh, a a game against duke in the acc tournament unfortunately and i mean i think all of us that were fans last year felt it and mostly because of the way it ended not because of the fact that he just was not if he came back it would be totally different, right Joe? I mean, it just sucks. And like I said, nothing's perfect and unfortunately this is how it goes and like Tyler said um the last two years the being the worst of it, I totally agree with that. I said that earlier. I think it is. It's the last it's the worst back-to-back years I think in his career and and now he's retired.
1: So. Well, and I mean we talked about that, right? Is is that there's been a lot of things that have changed. I mean, think about that. He went from sanctions and then right after we get off of sanctions covid Mm -hmm. and then oh there's a free covid year oh now you get the transfer without sitting out oh now there's nil money right on top of the fact that he's an old school guy anyway and a lot of these kids don't want to get coached like that so i just think that you know sometimes you know you just kind of outgrow stuff you know you don't adapt as things keep changing and what he's done has been successful so why would he Right. I mean, he's he's our coach and, and he, I think he's just gotten to a point where, I mean, he, he's ready. And, and whether or not they haven't talked to him about it or anything like that, I just I think that he was he was ready to go. anyway. You know, I think that more or less what he talked about today was, I think, more his frustration of the lack of conversation and communication between the athletic director and what what's really going to go on and what's going to happen. So, yeah, it was a tough, tough day, like I said. Wanted them to win. Then they don't. And then I immediately start thinking about, okay, well, is Judah coming back? Is Joe coming back? Like I start thinking about the uncertainty of just the players with Jim Boeheim coming back. Right. And then all, then all of a sudden Jim Baham's not coming back. And so now it's really just like, okay, so what's going to happen? So yeah, could end up being a quiet off season and it's just kind of just falls in line status quo. Most people come back, you get a transfer or two and, It's Coach Autry's first year, and then we'll see what happens. But, you know, if we lose all four guys that we could possibly lose and then get some transfer, you know, some people that transfer out, then I don't know what next year looks like, man. It's more the uncertainty is kind of like just nerve-wracking. I think that was really the worst part about it. Yeah. At the end of the season, that's just where is exactly that's right where my my brain goes. Like, well, who are we going to have next year? What's it going to look like? Who's who's going to who can come back, who can't?
0: Let's not forget this one thing, okay? And that is that Jesse Edwards was 100% in three-point attempts this year. 100%, guys. All right? That's big time. So, yeah. I hope he comes back. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. That's it? That's all you got? Come on, Joe. What the hell? Dude, you're right.
1: You're right. <laughs> you're right. Okay.
0: Happy birthday, Joe. Oh, Joe. Joe yeah. just had the shittiest birthday of birthdays today. <laughs> and we should all just send him prayers and love because, uh, yeah, it was a bad enough day. Let alone turning forty and then having Ugh. shit fall on your head twice within the next couple hours. So uh, I was
1: wearing a hat, man. So. Anyway, thank God. Uh, look, hey, look, I went out to dinner with my family. Had a great time. It was, it was a was good time. You know, made up for it. So
0: yeah, I'm all right. I'll be. I all know, right. I know. The podcast always helps me, gentlemen. So and ladies. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking in the green room though. It's all gentlemen it in looks- there.
1: Um, so it's almost like a venting situation. So it's
0: venting. It's, um, they don't get more off the cuff than the day of the game. Cause there's really no prep. All, all you just do is listen to a, watch a game and listen to a press conference. And to be honest with you, I, I didn't watch much. I watched the game. It was on, but it was on my phone in my office and I was being productive. So it was one of those things where.
1: Good save. Just yeah, in case your boss listens.
0: Yeah, no, no, he probably knows. He knows I'm productive. He knows. He can tell. I hope. I probably wouldn't have a job right now if he didn't think I was. But anyway, That's I could have went home and watched it if good I really call. wanted to. If I really wanted to, I could have. But no, I'm dedicated. I stayed at work. I did my thing. Oh, God. And, uh, you know, it's just dedication. I didn't get in the truck and do job site visits, you know, with the with the game on. That's a no-no. Don't want the game on while you're driving. Can't do that. So I stayed in the office no. where I was safe. Mm-mm. And uh, I work diligently, and it you know hard work pays off, Joe. Uh, try it sometime. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so hey, we got a we got a buy seller hold. We got a buy seller hold in the green room. Do we? Okay. You, All right. Before we go, what do
0: we got? Oh, our boy David. David. Says, hold on. Time out. Yeah. David. David. We love you. I think David has been in every green room that we've had the entire basketball season. So shout out to David for that. Um, he is the captain of the green room, Mr. Super Super Dave. Uh, buy, sell, or hold. Autry has back-to-back mediocre seasons and retires after the. <laughs> <laughs> it retires after the two thousand sixty-nine seventy season after forty-seven incredible years. Ah, sell. It's not happening again. It can't. Can it? <laughs> it can't. Look. Does that all mean I'm we get a is, does that mean we get a does that mean we get a um a championship in like around two thousand fifty? It's a long ways away.
1: God, I know. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that I'll say I'll say hold, but I won't be here to talk about it if it does happen anyway. Why? So it's only well, That's quite a ways away. Forty seven years, Before, the numbers in the sentence. Yeah,
0: I'm saying well, I'm saying I'm saying for the championship for for the championship for the championships in 50 it's only 27 more years but yeah we won't see this through david no we won't see that through (laughs) Uh, i doubt i doubt
1: i look i'm not making any predictions on red right now i'm not making any predictions If we are alive at that point we're not going to be doing the podcast here's still. the I question
0: does that. the world even last that long i mean have you guys seen the rate <laughs> that this place is going right now i mean we'll be lucky if it's that hellfire and brimstone within the next couple of years okay you know sulfur from heaven just raining down like it oh, did in sodom and gomorrah God. uh look oh thanks
1: uh thanks. still possibly Shining some more light on my birthday. <laughs> Appreciate it.
0: David says still podcasting through it though. Dave, I got news for you. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Actually, I'll probably have more time by then. Now that I think about it, probably will. Um, Makes happy eighty seventh birthday, Joe. David just. David just. Okay, David's on a roll. He's on a roll. He is. How about that? He is. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not funny.
2: it's it's kind of funny
0: it's kind of funny jim chill out okay i know it's not your day either jim all right you just ruined joe's birthday though so (laughs) chill don't tell us when to laugh all
1: right it's all right jim not everything's about you buddy (laughs) um all right
0: that is going to do it for us Here on the Q Militant Podcast. Look, thank you, everybody who tuned in all basketball season. We appreciate you. Going to take a little time off. We'll be back. Don't know when, but we'll be coming back. We'll be coming back with substance. Thank you to everybody who hung out in the green room with us and listened all year. We appreciate you. Love you. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out.